folks. Welcome to another episode of Catch Up, the podcast about contemporary hip-hop that examines where hip-hop has been, where it's going, and where it is. I'm Jordan Suami. And I'm James Rathbone. Wow, and it's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you. But we did, unfortunately. But we're back. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. We have a... We, this is a very special episode, which we'll get into the details of in a few moments. But... um. Yeah, we've, we've, we've gotten a lot of your messages on Instagram and elsewhere asking we're coming back. Uh, and we're, we're excited to be back with this episode for you guys. Yeah, at the very least this one. Uh, after this, not to say there won't be any more, but we don't, this isn't a, unfortunately a return to a regular scheduled programming. It is kind of like a, a lost episode that's become found again. We recorded this episode originally at the end of February, beginning of March. Uh, in collaboration with Myzeum, uh as they were running an event, uh, uh, Women in Hip Hop in Toronto. And that event, I think, was originally going to happen in uh, April, uh, but now is they're doing an online version of it on June 25th uh, and a, with a panel discussion from 2 p.m. to 3.15 uh, Eastern Standard Time and the IG live performance on the Myzeum account from 7 to 8 Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, and that's Myzeum of Toronto. If you've been listening for a while, you may know that they were one of our, our first sponsors. It's kind of like a Toronto arts and culture museum that does events and all kinds of different great things in the cultural space. So this, this um, exhibit that they've been planning, working on for quite some time now, it's really centered on just kind of like championing the voice of women and non-binary people in hip hop who are too often um, not given the attention they deserve or the recognition or the payment. Um, so this is, this is their attempt to redress that. And in honor of that, we did a few interviews with some people that are involved in, in the exhibit. So what, some of the interviews you're gonna listen to later today are an interview with, with the, the person who came up with the idea for it, it was Brittany X Miranda. Um, and also one of our, our favorite rappers, uh, Deja SB. Uh, at the time, DJ had a single dropping, but I think now DJ has an uh, actual album dropping uh, in imminently if it is not already out by the time that this comes out. Uh, so, you know, check on Spotify for that. I've heard some of the stuff from it and it's really good. Yeah, and I think that's, that's about it. We'll get into these interviews in a second, but we just wanted to say, like, thanks again for all your messages and for, for we miss you too. Uh, we'll, we're we're going to figure out we're not sure if this is the last episode ever. I don't think it is. Yeah. But, but we'll, we'll we're gonna probably... let life return to a little bit more normal, I think, before we kind of figure out what's next for us because it's kind of through our previous plans, understandably, uh, you know, up in the air. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get into this episode. We have two interviews. The first one is with Brittany X Miranda, who organized the exhibit, and the second one is with one of our faves, Deja SB. Let's get into it. Okay, and we are here in the studio with X Miranda, the curator, and the reason, technically, that we're even doing this episode mm-hmm. of Women in Hip Hop, an Ear Appeal Project. Uh, thank you for joining us, X Miranda. Thank you for having me. She's also a rapper, I should also yes. mention. Yeah. So do you want to talk about how you came up with the idea for this exhibit and then how yeah. you actually 
went about making it happen? Yeah, so um, one thing I was like thinking of initially was starting an artist collective. So I had been like pondering on like for a very long time on um, basically getting a group of artists together, um, specifically female rappers, where we can address a lot of the misconceptions that society like puts on female rappers. And that's kind of like how it started. So later on, I saw that the Myceum of Toronto had their own intersections festival and I was like okay this fits perfectly because um, women in hip-hop experience a lot of different identities and have a lot of different identities Mm. and those inform how society perceives us right Mm -hmm. so I was like this really fits like right on the money when it comes to us kind of looking at ways to like break down those like barriers in that in that way so Mm. so really um fun fact is like um i'm like a huge fan of like pop art and like curating art that's related to hip-hop so for a while like personally i've been like collecting like art that has to do with like different um artists who've inspired me personally in hip-hop and that was something i wanted to infuse in this so um what i'm actually doing with the exhibition and i'm working with another artist her name is um, Tracy Kay, who's also like a spoken word artist and a, a poet. And one thing I want to do is kind of highlight the Toronto rapper, the Toronto female rapper, using um, kind of the success of other um, rappers like internationally. So the whole installation idea that um, I wanted to create is kind of like an opportunity to point to the female artist that is unknown. And pretty much what it's going to be is a collection of art from um, local artists artists that's visual art um, artists and um, I would say painters and people who actually like create art in that way and it's going to be a collection of work from those type of local artists from Toronto and then we're going to take their work and pretty much use it as an opportunity to point to the different female rappers from the city and kind of like highlight and play on the fact that like there's kind of like a barrier when it comes to people acknowledging um, female rappers from the city so I don't want to like kind of give everything away but but it's going to be a nice, dope concept. So I feel like you come into that like specific like exhibition slap, like, slash um, art installation, you'll kind of get the feel and like kind of be inspired by the messaging in that way. Very cool. So is that yeah. is that going to be focused on current day Toronto women rappers? Yeah. So okay. current day Toronto. But I'm, I'm going to throw in like a couple of like OG rappers from the city, too, because mm-hmm. I feel like they don't get love. Right? Yes, so they don't. No, exactly. They don't. Right. So they don't get love. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate that everyone is kind of like always looking internationally yeah. or waiting for a co-sign from someone like you know on mm-hmm. the like the the main scale of things before they can accept like other artists who are killing it you know mm-hmm. yeah and speaking of like kind of like the uh, the old school like mm-hmm. Toronto women the foundational Toronto yeah. like, women rappers are there any that like stood out to you or were important yeah. to you when you were growing up yeah so I would say like just like for example like uh, another like Michi Mi who's yes. like been like mm-hmm. setting the tone for like hip hop and she's still like super active within the, within the community of yes. like female rap and like doing so many things with like like Honey Jam and other like organizations that are kind of like bringing opportunities to women in hip hop from the city so I would say like she's like a, a big one but mm-hmm. there's like tons of others that have like set the, the way even currently and who are like sparking like conversations and kind of like bringing the focus to different artists like from the city so yeah mm-hmm. Mishimi is one of the the foundational Toronto yeah. rappers like period honestly like, yeah 100% from like the early 90s was one of the first yeah. artists yeah. signed like out of here mm-hmm. yeah and uh, our, our researcher Corey actually told us this story that his teacher was like uh, I guess he I think he was a rapper and he was friends with Mishimi and then mm. she came to his class and performed nice <laughs> yeah. in the early 2000s so yeah. 
I think, you know, there's it's it's definitely true that mm-hmm. female rappers in general, like yeah. in the industry, mm-hmm. let alone Toronto, yeah. have face sort of the this I don't want to say disadvantages because that sounds like it's inherent to them, mm-hmm. but like industry-based advantages, yeah. like structural mm-hmm. disadvantages, should we say. Um, and then make combine that with Toronto yeah. as well, which Facts. can often have also kind of not always like a self-supporting mm-hmm. mentality. Yeah. So it's really nice to hear about sort of a collective that kind of breaks that spirit yeah. a little bit and, and into something better. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your art. Yeah, sweet. Um, how did you get into rapping in cool. the first place? Uh, yeah. Yes, just start there. Sweet. So for me personally, like all throughout like high school, I had been like a, a writer, poet, like constantly like writing's been like something all up in my DNA for like mad long. So I've constantly been like a person who would do like a lot of these open mics in school and like come up with all these like spoken word performances and do them like live to like in like my school and university and all of that. So as I was doing that, I had started getting like a lot of opportunities where I was um, recognized by um, one of the one of the local artists from Toronto. His name is um, Chopin now. So he's been doing like a lot of stuff throughout the scene. And then he started like giving me opportunities to perform with him mm-hmm. and do, like helping with like different shows they were doing. And then they kept on encouraging me and we were like, yo, you should actually like make your spoken word into rap because you already kind of have that style and then that's a way where you can actually push forward and continue to like build like as an artist but still stay true to your craft so that's Mm. where I started like breaking it down started like making more hip hop centered music and kind of steering away from spoken word more Mm -hmm. and that kind of got me into the process of like building myself as an artist so that was a kind of the preliminary stages of that yeah interesting who are some of the artists that inspired you when you were coming up sweet so I would say Biggie is like my like number one like favorite artist of all time mm. and then on top of that um, Nina Simone is like mm. a really heavy like influence on me I really love like Janelle Monet too and then I'm a huge fan of like Tupac just because of his messaging and like mm. everything he stands for as an artist he was really centered on like changing like the the status quo of like what rap was and he kind of like steered it in a direction that even like 10, 20 years later, people are still following that blueprint. So mm-hmm. those are like some of the artists that have inspired me. Okay, and let's, yeah. do you want to, let's play one of your songs. Is there a song Sweet. of yours that you'd like to to share with our listeners? Okay, so I'll, we, we might as well do like my most recent one. So I have a song I just dropped a couple weeks ago called Autonomy. And it's a song pretty much that's like kind of tapping into like the like heavy 90s influence so like i'm a huge fan of like 90s vibes like new jack swing r&b and all of them vibes so that's pretty much like this track and like a sum like a summary of this track like just my childhood and like you know parents bumping music in the background while you're, while you're in the cradle <laughs> chilling. Amazing. Yeah. amazing okay let's listen to autonomy by x miranda the party's fanfare left me feeling famished So I get a sandwich with a fruity parfait Then I jaywalk, cross the busy byway When I hear a high hey from the farthest exit The call was Lexus, pause assess this Unknown figure as a thumb hose a wither Lit up cigarette, I considered his address But I already suspect We just wanna pay that off and play it off Like there's no cost We just wanna take this off, off, lay off Uh, 
Um, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for curating this exhibit. It's Thanks. such a great idea. I'm so glad that you're able to execute it and you have like some nice institutional support. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm just super pumped for it. Yeah. yeah. And it's free, everyone. It's free. <laughs> free. It's free. free. A free. free museum experience. Yeah. yeah. You can't afford to not go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, X Miranda. Thanks. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay. And we are here with. Friend of the Boosie Fade fam, friend of the Ketchup fam, um, one of our favorite rappers, I would yes. say. Yeah. That's uh, right. <laughs> yeah. It's DJ SB. What's popping, guys? Finally. Yes, it's true. Yeah. We've talked. Yeah, yes, talking about this, actually, I think since we started the yeah. podcast, yeah. kind of doing this. DJ wants to come in with some hot takes about some <laughs> various things. Wow, I'm hot. I'm hot taking it all podcast. Fucking mm. all shit. I'm hot taking that shit right now. Um, how did you start your career? I started in my basement with a shitty fucking like $30 condenser mic from like, uh, I bought it from like the flea market on St. Clair and Weston, Old Weston Road. And I literally would just rap to instrumentals that I liked. Like, uh, I, I like ripped off uh, Nas's like instrumental, um, fucking, what else? Uh, lots of Nas shit. And um, I remember one uh, song I did, Eminem Superman. Like I did, like I was fucking misogynist as fuck, like back then. And I like <laughs> made some like fucking like remix to Superman by Eminem, and it got like nine k views or whatever on, on, on YouTube. What? On YouTube. YouTube, this is like years. Like this is when I'm like sixteen, fifteen. And um, this guy reached out to me. Uh, he wanted to be my manager quote unquote manager and um he hooked me up with this guy named astro man mega so astro man mm. mega uh he ended up being a very close friend of mine and he gave me original beats and that's when i started uh kind of like creating it and i actually went by a different name back then i went by k yes and um it was me and, and astro mega and we were called class of 93 and then i came back again rebranded as djs b um really screw face wicked on soundcloud got like a thousand plays in the first like few hours of listening and then i just kept rolling from there like mm. and then now here i am to be honest there's a lot you know one of the things that always stood out to me about you is that you're kind of like a more someone who's more artistically ambitious rather than i feel like a lot of artists uh try, these especially these days when it's like you're kind of hoping to almost like play the lottery of having a song go viral Mm -hmm. because you like hit the moment at the right time and it's like you make a song about taking ubers or something like that (laughs) perhaps fucking hilarious (laughs) literally yes and it's just like would you do rap if it was just a regular nine to five career Mm -hmm. like if you were just like had like shitty like fucking health care options and like Mm -hmm. um it's a nine to five and you have your weekends off and shit Mm -hmm. and it's not like glamorous and like bitches Mm -hmm. everywhere and fucking all that shit like Mm -hmm. would you do it and and 100 percent like 80 percent of people that are doing rap music would be like no like what the fuck like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and for me if i made what i'm making now making music Mm -hmm. i would still fucking do it and i'm I'm working like retail right now Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean so like more so it's it's more so like it's definitely like my passion and like those people burn out as soon as they as as fast as they come up so it's true um is there anything from your the early part of your career that you'd Ooh, like Quesarra days? Uh anything from and, up until twenty eighteen, let's, yeah. let's say. Mm, fuck. You could play like my like manic luxury shit, like okay. DJSB. Sounds when I was good. like DJSB and that what, was my what, first like EP. What song? You could play uh 
inhale exhale because that's kind of like we'll talk later about it but that's kind of like the sound that i'm trying to like incorporate now so okay so this is inhale exhale from manic luxury self-love self-heal no drama less stress less feels more commas no one gonna stop my comma i'm blessed i feel so stunning and i want you to feel the same i provide the vibes at the ease of pain i have nights where i really want to jump off fly like spud web in a dunk off had to dig deep down side to revive those good thoughts slam pedals i ain't never took my foot off had a couple girls that'll make you say good god they were good for the healing good for the feeling now i want you to love yourself and feel good for the evening think about every time you down you feel like screaming focus on breathing let's go inhale exhale exhale inhale exhale exhale inhale exhale inhale exhale exhale inhale exhale exhale inhale exhale inhale exhale exhale inhale exhale exhale inhale exhale so if you've been listening to Catch Up for a long time, uh, you probably have heard a story of, that we tell about a J Electronica show that we went to when we both had moved back here from living away from mm-hmm. the city, mm-hmm. uh, kind of in the first couple months we were back. Yeah, I almost got kicked out of that concert. By oh the way. my God, why? Yes. Um, there, was a, there, was a, there was an incident. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't get into it for like legal reasons mostly, but... You're afraid um, that like uh, the American border agents are listening to this episode. Yeah, I mean, I was just there with my Bible, trying to keep it 100, yeah, 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 and then yeah, yeah. you know, problems came to me. But uh, <laughs> nevertheless, like this very interesting thing happened at the concert, which we've referenced before. Yeah. Um, but there's this whole story that Jay Electronica has about the first time that he ever rapped publicly was when he was like 14 or something at a Most Def concert, and Most Def got on stage and was like you know, are there any MCs in the crowd? Are there any MCs in the crowd? And he put up his hand and most brought him on stage and then he rapped. And that was the first time he ever rapped publicly. So what he likes to do is every city he goes to, he likes to do the same thing. So he puts out the offer, asks if there are any MCs in the crowd that want to come on stage and rap. Mm -hmm. And when we were at the show, somebody went up. Mm -hmm. And the person very clearly seemed like a little bit, like like we the crowd went nuts when, when, when they went up. Yeah. And... The person seemed a little overwhelmed at first at the moment, just like, because we were going crazy. Yeah. I remember feeling so much, like, just love and support, because I'm like, oh, this is such a, like, a brave thing to do, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, it's like, there's so much pressure to perform after you, like, go up in this moment, and, like, I I wonder what it's like in other cities, but I feel like we were so, like, everyone was, like, rooting for this person. Yes, it's true. (laughs) Yeah, there was very good energy. I was also, I was thinking that, like... One, in another era of Toronto, like, there would not have been good energy. Like, True. it would have been, like, catcalling. And secondly, uh, just how wrong that must go sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think of, like, those videos of, like, when, like, Kendrick, like, brings up some, like, 13-year-old white kid to rap along with him, and he says the N-word, yeah. and, like, it's just, like, silence yeah. in front of 40,000 people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. So, and then, so, it was super... The energy was, in general, that concert was really good, despite Jordan almost getting band yeah uh, or asked to leave politely yeah <laughs> yeah um so yeah it was very yeah it was, it was a lot of positive energy mm-hmm. in the moment and then the beat drops beat drops person starts rapping yeah and, and it goes off it goes off everybody <laughs> goes crazy <laughs> it was like what honestly it's one of the coolest things i've ever seen yeah wow. in a rap concert and i've gone to like well over 100 rap wow. concerts like and so anyway the next day i posted a long review of this show in the boosie fade uh facebook group and everyone was like, uh, people who were there were like, oh, I was there, that was dope. They're all posting like different Twitter links. Mm-hmm. And then the person that performed showed up in the comments and was like, 
hey, that was me. Here's a longer video. Yeah. And we were all like, oh my God. I know. Like, it, yeah, was like, it was so exciting. That was like a power of the internet <laughs> moment where I was like, holy shit, like what are the chances? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess pretty good if it's like a hip hop <laughs> thing in Toronto. Uh, but still, it was amazing. It didn't seem and, like and it at the time. It didn't, I didn't it's know. True. It's true. It's true. It was surprising. And the person turns out to be a rapper named DJ SB. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. So can you talk about that experience for you Fuck. and even how you, how how did you decide to like be like, I'm going to put up my hand? <laughs> I didn't actually put my hand up. My fucking friends forced me <laughs> and literally jotted my hand up. And Jayla Charlaco picks me. And at this point, I am fucking shitting myself. <laughs> like, I have severe anxiety. So, like, it, it doesn't come out more so when, like, I'm performing. It looks like I'm, I've been doing this my whole life, which mm. I have. But, like, I'm, like, literally scared for my life right now at this mm. point. Mm-hmm. Scared. Terrified. And this is because I cannot freestyle. I can't freestyle. I can't mm. go off the top. Mm-hmm. And I'm fucking terrified. So if you see me on stage, he's talking to me, and I'm actually in my phone because I'm going through my notes, and I'm trying to see, like, what verse I could spit. Uh-huh, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. And this is, this is, this is like, this story, I love telling it because it's just so, um, it's just such a way to show you, like, how the universe works because I had a verse in there that I originally was going to spit for a show that a YouTuber was going to put out for rappers in Toronto okay. and he didn't end up putting out the show. So I had this really fucking fire verse in my in my um, phone. And then the day before that, I was in the studio and I was recording a song, Don't Push Me. Mm-hmm. And I'm recording it, I'm recording it and you know, like we don't really like third verses in 2020. That's <laughs> true. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's true. So I'm, I'm, I have my two verses ready, and then I'm listening to the beat that my boy sent me for this song, and the third, like the those beat switches at the end, and it's fucking nuts. Like I'm, mm. I'm like fuck. I don't have anything prepared. Like, what am I gonna rap? And then I saw the verse on my phone. I'm like, okay, let me just rap this because it's it's sick. Like, and I'm not gonna let this beat go to waste. Like, mm-hmm. the end of the beat is fucking hard. So I already have it prepared in my head because I was in the studio before beforehand. So mm-hmm. I know it off top. Um, and um, so back to the J Electronica thing. So I'm I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, and I see it. I'm like, oh, because I I just saw like the first line of it, mm-hmm. and everything like came retained uh-huh. right. Like- I was like, okay, okay, I know what I'm gonna spit. And he thought I was gonna spit off my phone. And I'm like, fuck no, do I look like Drake? Like, yeah. do I look like Blackberry Drake? Like, I'm not yeah, gonna yeah. fucking, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna do that. And I'm, and, cause, and then you could see me, like, tell him, like, nah, I'm not gonna spit off my phone. So I put the fucking phone in my pocket, the beat drops, and I just blank out. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't breathe up there, I couldn't see. Hmm. Literally, like, something was just, like, literally guiding me throughout that performance. Hmm. I was shaking. Like I, I literally do not remember like being up there wow. and 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 then doing all of that. It was literally just like destiny, in the weirdest form. In terms of like God, literally just fucking was rapping for me up there or something. Some spirit, something was just like captivated me, and then boom. Ah, <sighs> then he goes on his little rant. I'm literally just like not even there because i'm here thinking like this is going to change my life forever mm-hmm. uh he brings me he tells me like bring my people upstage then we're in the back drinking henny and stuff like that wow then, yeah he gave me henny and it was like, I was like fuck. then he, i took his number mm-hmm. yeah and um yeah i didn't really get to enjoy the rest of the show because people were just like hailing you. me up and stuff mm-hmm. like that but um 
Um, yeah, after that, it was just wild. Got mad attention on Instagram. And honestly, I feel like that was a shift in, like, people paying attention to me. Because, like, I was putting out shit, but then, like, that kind of, like... And it was weird because I, the day before that, I I entered Boozy Fade. Mm, like, I, I requested wow. to be in. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, like, it was just, like, a whole kind of world opening for me. And then I posted it on Reddit, and it fucking, like, on uh, Hip Hop Heads. Yeah. Mm. Fucking blew up. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, like, you know those motherfuckers are such haters. Yeah. Like, yeah not yeah, not yeah. one bad comment. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow. I, and, and that was just, like, yo, I, that's how I know I'm, like, gifted and destined for this shit. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers on Reddit aren't hating on me. <laughs> <laughs> those guys that's aren't right. hating on me. Like, that's right. And then there's, like, one comment that was just, like, I'm so happy that I opened this. And, like, it was just, like, a black queer woman up mm, there wow versus like he thought he would open it and see like some some white guy like fucking like yeah you know, cheesing it up up there yeah you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, I, mean, I guess that is the formula usually it's yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. whenever something like that goes viral it's because it's like some nerdy looking white yeah, person yeah. like the tiago silva yeah, yeah, dave yeah, yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just like because like it makes people feel like good. like oh don't judge a book by its cover yeah, or whatever i'm like yeah. ew yeah <laughs> Yeah, I feel like, I mean, that's when I first heard of you and then I started following your music then. Mm-hmm, and I feel like not too long after that, you put out a project called Space from a Submarine mm-hmm. with uh, Legend. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed that project. There's some really good songs on it. Mm-hmm. And I think it really shows, to me, shows like what is original and unique about the way that you write and the kind of songs that you make and how they're like, they're just full of, there's a lot of depth and like emotional complexity and just stuff that you're not really hearing every day not just in Toronto, but I feel like amongst rappers, yeah, you know? Yeah, period. It's, a, it's like kind of, I feel like, um, the sort of the rap that I guess remember from the 90s, it's like a, a lot of that is sort of more reminiscent in spirit, I think, because it's more creatively ambitious. It's not, this like, subject matter isn't, like, the same old. There's a notion of, like, originality in mm. it, you mm. know, that I think... Uh, it's like it's it has substance, you know, mm-hmm. and that's like a good word for it. you know, like that's that's sort of the difference to me, um, and it's like I don't mind, especially as a DJ, I don't mind rap that doesn't have substance. 100%. You know, it's yeah. fun. It's fun. It's cool. It's In fun. fact, I love it. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah, I want to be unabashed about that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes, yeah. I fucking love, like my you know favorite rapper right now is Playboy Cardi. So yeah. obviously, but <laughs> at the same time, you know, uh, it's like also, I feel like. It is what's missing. I say, you know, as much as it's a cliche that people mm-hmm. say, it is. It's like, why isn't why don't they rap a real? Why having a real rap? Yeah. You know. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like as much as that's an annoying sort of stereotype about mm-hmm. rap. It's mm-hmm. because there's an element of truth to it, which mm-hmm. is that you know, besides like kind of TDE artists and like you know a few others, there isn't um, much presence in the rap mainstream of thoughtful you know introspective rap Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. same way it's true Mm -hmm. and I think it's also I think the other thing that's interesting about at least Space from a Submarine is that you also manage to have fun and it like Mm -hmm. there are like cute moments like for me the song that like stood out to me when I heard it was Saga Sunset Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy that song I like I I like it I like it so let's actually listen to a little bit of Saga Sunset from DJSB I pull up on girlies on Queen Street, even though they tend to leave me. I had me a girlfriend from Brampton. 
She told me that she doesn't need me I tried to find love in the East End The first time I ever been cheated The girl that I met in the West End Cheated on me too, told me I was the reason Damn, these women so cold, but they fine though Niggas ask me where the hoes at Motherfucker, how would I know? Even though it drive me crazy This is a city I would die for This is a city that I ride for But I gotta keep the tents up And act like I be whipping in a Brinks truck Can't trust nobody no matter where this music shit brings us Yeah, anybody not from the dock cannot bring talks to me In a glass house trying to throw stones If you ain't trying to level up with me, bitch, leave me alone Are you trying to see the sunset and saga with me? If not, let me take your ass home I got a trip to the moon that I gotta take Love me now cause I'ma be gone Anybody not from the dock cannot bring talks to me so actually, later that year, um, we were doing a panel through this sort of long-running Toronto hip-hop festival called Manifesto. Manifesto, uh, I mean, this this sort of, yeah, spe- old spirit of hip-hop sort of lives on in Toronto through Manifesto. It's one of the places that it exists mm-hmm. where they have so, sort of different events related to... They do panels. panels. There's always a big show that yeah. takes place at uh, Young and Dennis Square, which exactly. is Toronto's uh, junior version of... Junior, junior Times Square. Exactly. Equivalent. You know, it's the kind of thing that, like, five years ago, let alone 15 years ago, would have, like, breakdancer competitions. Mm-hmm. I think they're evolving, trying to evolve, trying to evolve now yeah. with that. Yeah, uh, I think the they're, like, they're pitching, they're pitching, like, a wider tent. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, rather than being sort of five elements type thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, yeah, so I felt like what we we were doing, we did a panel that was sort of like about rapping technique mm-hmm. and about s- melody and rap and where our sort of rap was going in that. And so the panelists we had uh, were, other than ourselves, were uh, this rapper slash manager of one of Toronto's kind of most ascendant rappers, Claremont II, mm-hmm. uh, was Cole, this guy named Cola, mm-hmm. who... He's also an... A, a really good rock band called the yeah. the uh, OBGMs. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, Ooh Baby, Give Me Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fun. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's from like a few years ago. Yeah, I, when I was working uh, at an ad agency that had Budweiser in account, as an account, they won a contest for Budweiser and were in a Budweiser ad and like all this stuff. That's how really? that's how I know Cola. Oh, that's shit. amazing. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we had this panel, and they uh, they asked us to recommend a okay. rapper, and we recommended Deja. Yeah, uh, and so you know the panel went really well. I felt like it sort of was different. It felt like a little different than some of the fare that they had had, which I felt like was sort of, you know, how do we as a community move forward or something yeah. like that? Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I hate that show uh, so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess. You it, so you, you talk talk about your relationship with Cola because mm-hmm. it led to some some good music that you guys yeah. put out together, fun mm-hmm. stuff too, fun yeah. videos. So uh, yeah, I met Cola that day, but um, it's actually again Boozy Fade that got us to link up and make a song together. Uh, somebody tagged us in the comments and was like, "Yo, I need to see a Cola Claremont and DJ song." Mm-hmm. And uh, I messaged Cola, or I think he messaged me, I don't know. And then he's like, "Yo, let's get it done." Got his number. And then I already had the song that we first recorded together, Range. I already had it um, written and recorded. Uh, so I just sent that to him. He's like, yo, that's fucking crazy. He hopped on it. And then we shot, like, I, like uh, ideas come to me in the middle of the night, and it's so annoying because I'll be, like, half asleep. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, yo, I have to wake up and put this idea down or else I'm not going to remember mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So the idea for uh, the music video Range came to me, and I just wanted us to kind of have, like, the Diddy and Mace kind of yep. mm-hmm. um, collaborative effort and, like, uh, kind of, like, 
um, the Buster Rhymes, Missy Elliott esque mm. kind of fisheye, yeah, fisheye lens, fucking like um, uh, really like quick editing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was funny because we rented, I rented this place on um, this open space, mm-hmm. and it was like on the pictures. It's it, it, in the to be fair, in the info, it said it was this tiny place, mm-hmm. but we got near it's fucking tiny, like, mm-hmm. and then like it, it was fucking hilarious. But um, yeah, we. Recorded the video, it got on Fader, uh, we did merch, it was mm-hmm. cool, yada yada. Um, 2019 was, it flew for me, but it was kind of great in a sense where like, um, I landed on a lot of major Spotify playlists, mm-hmm. so that really pumped up my um, my listeners and my, my engagement. Um, like a song, I Wonder. Yeah, mm-hmm. ooh, yeah, that's it has your, hit 300k, because mm-hmm. it got put on a lot of, of playlists. Um, and then, um, yeah, just things were just happening for me in 2019 that were kind of like cool. And they're happening in 2020 for you. I feel like your most recent song, Mm -hmm. Say La Vie, Mm -hmm. is a, is a huge kind of a leap for you Mm -hmm. and like stylistically. And I really enjoyed it. And Mm -hmm. I thought it was like to, to, to make such a stylistic leap and still sound like yourself and still like retain what's interesting about your music is like such a exciting thing to see in an artist and like that kind of growth. Mm-hmm. Well, with with that, it's kind of funny because um, I am really, I really was in, inspired by the Keisha Out album. Mm. Um, and I've always, uh, Bubba, mm-hmm. I've always loved that sound. Like if you go into my SoundCloud, uh, you'll find like songs that sound like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just like that lo-fi kind of like funky makes you want to dance kind of thing mm-hmm. and I'm, I told myself in my mind like for 2020 I want to make people dance like that's mm-hmm. kind of my like um, what what I'm trying to like uh, accomplish this year in terms of like my sound and it's not anything that's like new to me because like if you yeah again like look back I've done it like even inhale exhale like when mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like a dance record like um, uh, I want to say like housey kind mm-hmm. of thing right mm-hmm. so it's always what I've loved. It's always how I wanted to take my route. But, like, I got caught up in, like, making music that other people wanted to hear. Mm. So I never was confident with, like, just going with my ear and, like, what I feel like sounds good. Mm-hmm. So, like, these... I have seven singles, six singles that I'm periodically going to um, release, like, once a month. Mm-hmm. So my next one comes out. It's called Mama Said. And it's, like, I'm going to play it for you guys because it's fucking, like, crazy record mm. and like you'll understand like what i'm trying to embody where i'm trying to go and um honestly i feel like when that record comes out well, actually no i know when that record comes out like my entire life is gonna change wow, wow. yeah like i know it i know it because like i i've i've um put effort into like making sure that it's gonna get its due diligence you know the word yeah yes um I have like a campaign behind it and mm. I have um uh, a company that's kind of like yeah campaigning behind it as well so like it's going to get into the right hands it's going to hit the right ears and let's take off from there like I'm I'm 100% 
sure. That's Amazing. That's great. Yeah. Let's, we'll, we'll make sure to keep an eye out for yes. that. But before that, let's listen to a little bit of Stay La Vie by mm-hmm. DJ Speed. Catch me outside, how about that? Things you can get away with when you're not black. Devil knocking on my door, had to knock back. Still mad, aliens trying to contact. Not gonna stop till I'm sitting with a tall stack. On a porch in a chair with a straw hat. Trying to be the nigga women start to throw their bras at. Big bras, big bills, homie, all that. Can't wrap my head around not being a winner. 2020, I need money, that's the vision. Life gave me lemonades to stay driven. Took them and made a house to stay hidden. Freed us from being slaves to made prison. Took back in 40 acres like just kidding. Still we rise like muffins made in the kitchen. As far as I know, the baking sodas are lifting. Okay, DJ, thank you so much for sitting down with us. You're finally on the on Ketchup Podcast. Yeah, it's, it's an honor. Yeah, Sometime we gotta have you on as like a guest host. You can yeah. spit those hot oh, takes. fuck yeah. I'm gonna like rip it. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know Every what it is. I, I don't know yeah. what it is, but like I'm gonna, the takes are gonna what fly. It, yeah, yeah, whatever it is. Whatever it is that's hot that, that, that week yeah. you, you guys are talking about, it's gonna get ripped. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you. No problem, bro. And that's that, folks. Uh, we want to thank both of our guests, Brittany X. Miranda and DJ SB, for joining us today. Uh, we hope that you will check out Myzeum of Toronto's uh, Women in Hip Hop exhibit. To learn more, you can go to my, myzeumoftoronto.com. That's M-Y-S-E-U-M of Toronto.com. Um, and we hope that you get to check out this exhibit uh, virtually. And we hope that you uh, you stay safe and Take care of yourself and your family and your health and, you know, wear a mask, you know, wear gloves, yeah. wash your hands, uh, <laughs> you know, shelter in place. Make sure you have a social pod. If, if your city or municipality allows for you to have a social circle or social pod, make sure that it's only 10 people or whatever the number is and it doesn't exceed that. Um, right. But you, if you, within that pod, if you keep it, you can hug and kiss the people. So that's valuable as well. So just keep that in mind. That's yeah. The, at least in Ontario. If you live in like Florida or Arizona or something, go wild because <laughs> who knows what's going to happen. You heard it here first from James Rathbone. I mean, he's not a, he's not a doctor or anything, uh, but I don't know. I trust him. I, look, that's what they say. And, you know, if the world's ending, you might as well enjoy yourself. So once again, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you. We miss you. Big shout out to uh, Myzeum of Toronto and Riaz over there. Uh, yeah. You're the man, buddy. We appreciate you. Yeah. And as always, shout out to Kyle and our researcher, Corey. Yes. We miss you, Corey. All right. We're out of here. <laughs>